Oh, okay. <laughs> You're listening, listening to Hold That Thought from Arts and Sciences at Washington University in St. Louis. Hi, thanks for listening to Hold That Thought. I'm Claire Navarro. In this week's podcast, we're going to continue hearing from Michael Wysession. Dr. Wysession teaches Earth and Planetary Sciences here at Washington University in St. Louis. In addition to his own research, he helped create the Next Generation Science Standards, a new approach to science education that has been adopted by several states. Last week, he mostly talked about why it's so incredibly important for high schoolers to study earth science. This week, we'll continue hearing about the NGSS, but more specifically about the intersection between education, politics, and climate change. This is is a fascinating example of sort of edu-politics, in in a sense. When we came out with the Next Generation Science Standards, we really expected there to be a huge amount of pushback against evolution, which there traditionally has been, and some pushback against climate change. We were totally surprised by the response. Essentially, the efforts in getting the word out about evolution have been so strong and so powerful that those battle lines have have sort of dropped back a little bit. Where the pushback occurred and it was strong was against climate change. The first state uh, to deal with this was Wyoming. They looked at the NGSS. They looked at the fact that they are the nation's largest coal-producing state, and they said, no way, and they rejected it um, right off the bat. Oklahoma was the next state, and that was very interesting um, because we have standards in the NGSS that directly address global warming and the role of humans in the increase in global temperatures. And Oklahoma was totally enthusiastic about the next generation science standards. And then some of the very conservative elements within the state legislature looked at these standards and they said, hmm, this is not going to work because we don't really believe in climate change. So the Natural Gas Pipeline Licensing Board got to edit the uh, earth science standards for Oklahoma. So... In Oklahoma, there is no global warming. But everything else in the NGSS is there almost word for word. Now, an interesting battle happened in West Virginia, which is another huge coal-producing state. West Virginia was very excited to adopt the NGSS. They looked at all this stuff about global warming and climate change, and they put forth a proposal to edit it When the state realized that this editing was being suggested, there was a huge uproar, and it was halted. And West Virginia adopted the NGSS word for word, a huge sort of success for the education of of future West Virginians. It's it's a battle that's going to be fought frequently, and it's it's not even a scientific battle anymore. In fact, they will even say that what happened for both Oklahoma and Wyoming was we're afraid that if any action is taken on climate change, it will hurt the economy of our state. The Senate voted last month 98 to 1 
that global warming is real. In fact, they even voted 59 to 40 that humans play a role in that. There were 15 Republicans who voted along with that as well. So scientifically, there is no longer a debate, but it's, um, there is still a huge amount of pushback from economic, certain economics circles. It is my firm belief, and maybe I, I am an, an undying optimist here, that, that education is the cure for most things. There are many aspects of the, of the climate system that are not yet understood, and it's exciting and a fabulous research challenge for, for future students, for future scientists. It, it is a wonderful capstone of science because in order to really understand how our climate changes, you need to know how the sun operates. The fluctuations in the sun cause things like the Little Ice Age. Um, and there are fluctuations in the orbits of the planets that change our very orbit around the sun, and that's what causes our ice ages. So there are effects, there are things not even going on on our planet. You need to understand planetary science. And then you have to know the atmospheric chemistry for the greenhouse effect, the radiation physics of different spectra of light, biomass feedbacks. You need to know physics, chemistry, and biology and planetary science before humans even come onto the scene in order to begin to understand how the climate works. So it is a fabulous example of interdisciplinary science, and it is a, a fabulous, challenging problem that has obvious extreme relevance. One of the most interesting things scientifically that I have learned is coming through uh, connections between climate scientists and archaeologists and historians. There, for example, there's a new journal called the Journal of Interdisciplinary History that involves historians taking their data sets, working with climate scientists with tree rings or lake deposit sediments, reinterpreting the rise and fall of civilizations, the whole mass migrations of people around the planet, literally our human history in terms of slight changes in climate, at least by what the Earth is, is capable of. I look at our recent past where our population has gone from billion, you know, less than a, a little more than a century ago, it was three billion when I was born, um, to over seven billion as a result of us being the beneficiaries of a very mild and uh, supportive climate. Um, we haven't had any, you know, really big upsets to our, our climate system, but we can look through the written past and we can find these, these events just a few centuries ago. And um, I feel a little bit like, uh, like Joseph in the Old Testament in the Hebrew Bible warning the Pharaoh to prepare for seven lean years. I think that's sort of uh, Joseph should be the patron scene of, of geologists. If the climate goes back to the variability that it is capable of, um, we're in for a very rough time. And we're just now discovering this through our research in climate science. And so I, I think this is not only a fascinating topic, but incredibly important. 
And, you know, the fact that high school students will be learning complex climate science through the next generation science standards and and through our textbooks. You know, I've had the the, the privilege of co-authoring more than 20 textbooks with um, Prentice Hall and Pearson from kindergarten through college age. And uh, a big motivation for me is uh, with this is to get modern geoscience, including climate especially, into the textbooks, into the hands of, of children. And, um, you know, I think that when people are faced with the scientific evidence, you know, it's, it's really hard to vote on sort of personal viewpoints, even if they might be economically beneficial in the short range. I think people will see that they are not a wise option in the long term. Many thanks once again to Michael Weishashen for joining Hold That Thought. For many more ideas to explore, including more from our series on earth science, please visit holdthatthought.wustl.edu. You can also always keep up with the latest on Facebook and Twitter, or subscribe to our weekly podcasts on iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud. Thanks for listening.